This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you Sometimes there's a man. And that man is Phil Goyette here on the Plausible Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Welcome in. Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. We're in the house. Follow us on Twitter. Sub our YouTube channel. Still trying to grow this channel. The next goal is 200. Can we get to 200? If you haven't subbed it, all you got to do is click the subscribe Utah, button. It's really easy. Yeah. You 200. Let's do it. Phil Goyette's Utah, here. Give me 200. Utah, give me two. 100. 100. Phil Goyette's here. Follow him on Twitter at Phil of Sports. That's P-H-I-L because his name is Phil. Phil, welcome in. It's Tuesday. How you doing? Hey, good, man. What's the story? How you doing? How you keeping? What's the crack? Yeah, well, Phil was oh, just yeah. telling me kids? about that. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how they say it in Ireland when they're trying to say hello. It's common greeting. It's like saying what's up. What's the crack? Any crack? Crack is fun or good times or kind of. It's not quite fun. Crack is like when you go to the pub and everybody starts laughing about some stupid inside joke, and then some inappropriate stuff happens. That's kind of crack, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> genuine fun, I would say. Yes. Uh, crack starts out fun, but unfortunately, the fun goes away <laughs> really quickly. It's just too short of a high, and you can never relive it quite how you did the first time. So I understand what you mean when you say that. Jasper Springer is here, of course. Jasper? What's up, dude? What are you doing, Jasper? Tell us something about yourself Well, in the live chat which is something all of you can do anytime you want to. In our 30 minutes or less episode that we do every week here on the Palazzo Podcast that focuses exclusively on prospects, which you guys all love like crack, so it's kind of apropos that we're talking about it. So, Phil, you are working on a mock draft. This is a Rotowire Dynasty mock draft. So, fill us in. What's going on here? Yeah, James. So, James Anderson of Rotowire, which I'm sure if anybody's into prospects, you're definitely following James, I would think. Um, put together this cool mock draft. It's like a 20-team dynasty startup. Uh, the rules are 5 by 5 Roto with uh, classic Roto, except we've got uh, OBP instead of batting average. Um, and it would be, it's like 60-man rosters, your typical fantasy roster for a dynasty league. And we're doing the first 30 rounds of a dynasty startup to mock it out. Lots of cool people involved. And then James is going to do, I think, maybe two episodes on the podcast in December on the Rotowire pod, the Prospect pod, um, which follow that on on, um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's a great show to follow anyway. 
Um, so I might, I think I will be on one of those near Christmas time, but everybody will be on to talk about their teams and stuff. So it's a really cool setup and it's fun because like in the mock draft format, you can kind of be real hard line to like a strategic idea and just stick to it. Cause there's really no consequence <laughs> to stick it um, to it. You know what I mean? Such as, uh, like, so I usually do this anyway for startups, but um, my n- kind of number one thing advice I, I would give you if you're doing a dynasty startup is you can do a lot more harm trying to treat it like a dynasty startup than treating it like a redraft one. So if you just take like your normal redraft approach to how you would draft guys for like the same type of league setup, mm-hmm. um, you will do fine. The, guess what? There's always going to be prospects out there. There'll be prospects at the end that you can get. Um, and I'll, sh- I'll show you kind of what I did so you can see what kind of prospects you might be able to get even if you're waiting a little bit. Um, so that's that was my number one. So I took that strategy here because I, that's pretty much how I always play it. So the idea was, all right, let's start with veterans. Okay. Um, and I think I had, I had the 15th pick overall um, of the first round. And DeGrom was still sitting there, which understand the injury concerns. I think that was the primary reason why he's still there. Yeah. But... Based on my research, once a pitcher gets to that level where they can be, uh, if you think of it in auction dollars, a $40 pitcher, like a you know one of the top three starting pitchers, they tend to stick there. So it's a hard group to break into, and it's a lot of repeats, Scherzer, DeGrom. It's the same couple of guys that reach that level. So once a guy's established that he can get there, I like to bet on him doing it again. Uh, and DeGrom made over 20 bucks last year, even though he pitched like 90 innings. So wow. <laughs> he's, a man, he's a maniac. So even if you only get 150, you know, who knows? It could bust and he could get nothing for you. Um, That's true. But I I think he'll pitch this year. And even if he pitches 150 innings, he could be a $30 guy. So uh, that's another piece of advice I would have is don't shy away from veteran pitchers. That is usually something – I think a lot of people, they always focus on the prospects in Dynasty. That's a classic move. The people who usually win their Dynasty Leagues will tell you something like that. Jasper wants to remind us, Phil, that he's chilling. Just home from work. That's nice. Try to stay warm. It is very cold right now in the Midwest. It was high of 27 today here. So that's getting cold quick. And he's trying to work his 40-man roster down to 19 for 2022. And the deadline is December 10th. So that's three days away. The clock is ticking. He should send, yeah, there you go. He should send us some of his Abreu I would probably cut. Send us some of your tough decisions, Jasper. Yeah. Let's talk about them. That's a great call. So who's A. Abreu of the New York Yankees? Uh, uh, Albert Abreu. Did he good? I think he's going to be a reliever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think ultimately he's just going to be a bullpen guy. So unless you're in a league that's going to get you points for holds and maybe even then i don't know that you want to be keeping him around for that because there's probably better options like veteran options that you can get holds with if it is a holds league um so i think he's a guy you'd be cutting from your 40 man i would say um his stuff is really good stuff is really good but it looks like the yankees are probably going to use him in a relief role and i don't see him having value for your fantasy league so i would cut well, I had no idea who he was till just now. And that's important to our show here. See, Phil's the expert, and I am I do play Dynasty, and I know prospects, but I'm not the expert. And if I don't know a guy, 
I'm going to tell you the truth. Say, hey, I don't yeah. know who that is. I'm not going to try to sit here and lie to you. I guess I could try to say, yeah, oh, yeah, Abreu, the Yankees. Yeah, he's got good stuff. If I saw that he was a pitcher, I could probably sneak by without revealing too much of what I don't know. But I'm not going to do that because I can't. I got to live with myself every day, Phil. I do. You have to. I got to look this face in the well, mirror every day. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Last week we got stumped by Matt Williams. Uh, but we were both honest about our stumpage. I have to say, I know we can go back and watch that show because all previous episodes are available on this YouTube channel. All these prospect shows, they're there for you. So you want to watch it at 3.30 in the morning because you can't sleep? Boom. Throw it on. Although Matt initially appeared to have stumped us, I realized after the fact that I knew more about Mr. Nick Plummer. 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 Nick Plummer. So I knew who he was. So I'm not going to give Matt a full... Stumperoo on that one. It just took me a moment to remember because Nick Plummer sounds like such a boring name, Phil. And I was like, who Nick Plummer? Who the hell is that? But he was somebody that I was familiar with. That is like an outfielder's name, really. Nick Plummer. Nick Plummer. (laughs) Live. Uh, Well, we'll see if Jasper brings more our way. But uh, what else about this Rotowire mock dynasty draft that should we know about? Uh, I I got a problem with mock drafts. Don't be afraid of taking old pitchers. Don't be afraid of taking old pitchers, but... Don't do you find it useful, though? Do you really find this useful? I'm not trying to ruin Rotowire's mock draft, but do you find oh, it as a useful um, exercise? I, I think yes, because like I was saying, you can really try out a weird strategy and see if it works for you. And I think sometimes in fantasy, it can work where you may maybe don't have uh, the best information compared to the other guys in the room, but yes. you just swerve, you just swerve the room. So, like, it was like taking DeGrom in the first round or taking a bunch of veterans. Uh, I believe, let me pull up the actual picks, but I think in the first round, yeah, like Bobby Witt Jr. went in the first round. Uh, Julio Rodriguez then went around the turn. Uh, Michael Halpern took both those guys. So we already had an owner saying, basically laying down the gauntlet and said, I'm going to take a bunch of young guys. So it's Ah. either you start, either do it now when the guy has set the path, he's already swerving, right? So you either follow the swerve or you go the other direction. And I think a lot of times by just being weird and going the other way, you can find a lot of value. And so what I said was, all right, so let's try and get some MLB guys that are either um, not prospects anymore, but almost prospects. So I got Jonathan India in the fourth round, the rookie of the NL rookie of the year last year. Uh, so he's yeah. not quite a prospect, but there's a lot of room to grow still. I took him. I took, um, Gavin Sheets of the White Sox. Ooh. I took uh, Bobby Bobby Bradley, Bobby Bradley of uh, the Cleveland Guardians, first baseman prospect. These are guys that were recently called up um, that could still develop. So they're not technically prospects, so you can maybe get them a little cheaper, which is weird in a dynasty draft. So I try to get those type of guys, like just hit the MLB and could have upside. Um, yeah. And then... You could also take risks with the MLB guys. So the risky, like the riskiest class of player you can draft in a fantasy league is somebody who hasn't played in the MLB yet. So they're the league, they're the biggest bust potential you're going to have. Yes. Because you don't have the MLB track record for projections, um, for how they're going to respond. You don't know any of that. So they are the riskiest class. Right. So you could even be risky within uh, 
the MLB player class, but you know they've already established themselves as MLBers. So I took like Stanton. I took John Carlos Stanton, who I, obviously, when you think of Stanton for fantasy baseball, I think one of the first things you think is, oh, injury risk. Oh, how many games is he going to play? DeGrom was like that too, right? But the flip side is he's not any more risky than taking, I would argue, Julio Rodriguez in the second round. And I took Stanton in the eighth or ninth round. Wow. Okay. You are shit. Some people say that about Stanton. I don't know if it's true, but I would say this. There is more of a benefit to do a dynasty mock than there is a redraft, in my opinion, because a dynasty mock is much more complex and it can go so many more different ways than a redraft can go. So I will give mock drafts for dynasty credit, but even more exciting, Phil Jasper's offered us some of his conundrums for his 40 man roster deadline here. So, um, Means Musgrove, Smiley, Kirk Muller, Kirk Muller, Kyle Muller, Chris Paddock. Kirk Muller, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. It was. Montreal, yeah, Montreal Canadian center, Kirk Muller. He was good. He was a good player. Ooh, think at yeah. NHL '94 there. Uh, James Caprillion, Cole Irvin, Jose Okiti, Zach Grinky, Luis Patino. These are all these are interesting mm-hmm. names. So who stands out here? Somebody that you would let go on this first set because he's given us a couple. Rose. Uh, maybe he can respond and let us know how many he can, of these guys he can keep. Musgrove. He wants to cut it down to 19, he said. That's what he's trying to do. Musgrove goes to the top of that list of guys you just put down there. He's an absolute keep. I really like Musgrove this year. I took him in the in the mock uh, draft as well. Mm. Uh, he's only 28, age 28. Uh, he's one of the few guys projected to pitch a lot of innings. He was really nice last year. The Padres kind of sucked. So um, I think people maybe are – letting Musgrove fly under the radar because of that. Uh, so Musgrove goes to the top there. Um, Kyle Muller. Oh, man, that's Paddock, Muller, Caprellian, Irvin. You've got a lot of guys that are like Arkady. I would probably put Arkady at the top of that group of young pitchers you've got there. And then behind Arkady... I think I still like Paddock second best, even though he's kind of disappointed a couple of years in. It's really, really hard for a pitcher. Yeah, it's really hard for a pitcher to be good as a starting pitcher in like their first three years in the league. A lot of times those guys need to make adjustments. You know, you have a lot less Ian Anderson type guys and a lot more guys like Paddock who uh, can can get by and like their first time or first two times through the league and they have they're not used to the stuff. Uh, but then once they start figuring the stuff out, it becomes a lot harder, and then they got to learn more tricks. Essentially, um, hmm. that being said, I like I like Panic because he doesn't walk guys. He's got good control. The changeup really is an out pitch. If he can just add a usable breaker to it, um, and kind of work on getting the fastball so it doesn't get touched up as hard, uh, he's got the nice park. So anyway, so I would put Panic at the top of that young guys group. Uh, Patino is really interesting, and. Very good, very talented, still really young. So I would probably have him maybe right behind Paddock. Um, the only issue with him is how they wind up using him because he's he's the Rays. So they probably will use him in a lot of different roles, I would think. But what I about those two like A's pitchers? Caprillion and Irvin. Can you pick one over the other? Caprillion has the better stuff. Um, it was cool to see him come back last year because he had so much um, potential and then yeah. dealt with injuries like crazy. Cole Irvin so produced, was, though. Yeah, and I had Cole Irvin in a couple leagues because he was more of like your back-end lefty. Um, so I think I would put Caprellian above Irvin, but I would still have those two A's below 
pa- Urquidy, Paddock, Patino. Hopefully this okay. is making sense. That makes sense to me. Here's the next list. How about uh, Kirk Alejandro, your buddy who said could be yeah. traded on last week's show. Tucker Barnhart, <laughs> the new Tiger in the house. Go Tigers. Jeffers <laughs> and your mind Mercedes. Your mind Mercedes, like yeah. pretend retired mean, for a minute. Uh, then he yeah. wasn't retiring, and it's weird. Yeah, you can you can cut him. Hopefully, you used him last year because uh, that was the best stretch of fantasy value you're ever going to get from your mean. Unfortunately, um, so your mean I would cut. Um, I probably have Jeffers at the top. Barnhart's going to get you playing time. So if you're struggling, mm. you might want to just take keep Barnhart out of that group and know you've got someone to cover catcher. Um, outside of that, I don't know that I would be dying to keep those guys, especially compared to some of the pitchers you had. I think you got more depth in pitching, it looks like. Yeah, I don't know about – I mean, Barnhart is the key guy to help the staff grow in the Tigers' next kind of spurt that they need to go through here, which could be a challenging one. But they are trying to take it to another level, and Barnhart's a key yeah. part of that. But they had a lot of catchers still that I liked, and they were mixing guys in and out. Jake Rogers, not left for dead. Jake Rogers. Eric Haas was a great bet, but he also could play outfield yeah. in DH. I don't think he'll play, catch as much either. It's kind of still, in my opinion, murky. If Barnhart struggles at the plate, I could see them maybe not giving him as much playing time. Now, this is a lot of variables that can make that happen. So that's a yeah, lot they of probably want to get Rogers the reps, too, with the young pitchers. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I think those catchers are tough. I would be all right if you cut all four of them, to be honest with you. Unless it's a oh, two-catcher yeah. or something, or they're, or they're really hard to come by. But um, you can usually always drag a catcher off the wire. Like Eric Haas last year, really. He was a great scoop. Nobody oh, he was, was drafting him. No, yeah. nobody. I picked him up in my Dynasty League. He was on the wire yes. in my Dynasty League. Uh, Jasper, Jasper forgot to mention Shane Baz, who's obvious choice, so that doesn't even matter. So yes, there it sir. is. Those are interesting. Thanks, Jasper, for sharing that. If any of you want to share your dynasty deadline decisions with us, you're more than welcome to drop them in the live chat, and we'll go over them in real time. This is a real-time strategy show, like a real-time strategy video game, which could be a lot of fun if you ever play those. Command and and Conquer. uh, Yeah, I love Command (laughs) and Conquer. God, that takes me back. I played the shit out of that back in the late 90s. Uh, Derek Schaefer says, is it too early to cut Jaron Duran for my dynasty roster? Kay and Grabo rates were alarming last year, and Boston just got Jackie Bradley Jr. back, so I fear his playing time's in jeopardy. I I wouldn't cut him necessarily because I do think he has really good upside still. So uh, Duran made the swing change that let him hit for a lot more power, and it was looking really promising, and then he got to the major league level and it didn't work. So, um, But maybe he just needs a second shot at it. Um, I'm not ready to cut him yet. He was the guy I was actually targeting last year because of the power speed profile. So give him, give him until, I don't know, July 1st. Ooh, Derek. Good to see you, by the way, Mr. Derek Schaefer, a friend of the Plaza podcast. Always great to see you. So many people out there that you don't get to see every day and then they show up again. It's like, Hey, wonderful. A pleasure it is. Jasper says, Kirk. I like Alejandro that is, but maybe not this coming season. Yeah, the um, well, we talked about this last week. They've got the Gabriel Moreno, who's lighting it up, and then Danny Jansen had a nice season. And it sounds yep. like that's who the org wants to use as their one-two punch at catcher. I just don't know where Kirk fits into the roster construction. So his name was getting thrown around a lot in, in trade talks, apparently, this offseason. 
You um, could get value for him well, in I, a trade, couldn't you? I'm talking to Dynasty trade. So. Yeah, absolutely. I would think so. Um, and he could be a really good fantasy player. Hits are high average, right? So if you're in a batting average league, that can be absolutely key. Um, yes. So and and coming from catcher, which those guys usually are terrible. They're usually batting average drags. So. <laughs> Uh, there's so many batting average drags out there these days that the ones who do it well, I really think you're right. They have a little bit more of a, a desperate need to have those players. And Alejandro Kirk is going to be an excellent offensive player. He is. I really like his offensive offering this year and for the rest of the 2020s. But maybe he's gotta figure out it's in a different well, uniform. Got, yeah, right. He's just got to land somewhere where he can play, I think. Absolutely. Yep. No or doubt Or there's about an it. injury and then he's up. So I don't know. Hey, things can change in a heartbeat. Phil Goyette is a wizard. Don't forget to follow tw- him on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L of Sports, Phil of Sports. I'm at MJ Govier on Twitter. G-O-V is a Victor I-E-R. This is the Plausible Podcast, Prospects Power Half Hour. We do it every week, once a week, 30 minutes or less. Get in, get out, get on with our lives. Prospects are like crack, and it's cool to talk about them because the conversation never ends. It's just an endless, endless conversation. It's good crack. It's good crack it's- to talk about them. Yeah, if you're wondering why we're saying that, if you miss the beginning of the show, then you'll have to go back to the beginning to understand what we mean by crack. It's not what you think it is. All right. Uh, so th- thank you guys for sharing. Anybody else wants to share in the live chat? We got another 10 minutes left in the show. You're welcome to do so. So drop them in like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot, which is like 2002 reference or 2004. Yeah, like, it was a long yeah, time ago. College. It was like college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, all right. So, what else, Phil? Uh, what else we want to talk about today on this show? I mean, we- so let's, so then I did. So, what I did is I took uh, major league players for the first twenty rounds um, and built out my major league roster, and then I started. I've started taking prospects. Draft's still ongoing, but um, so let's maybe we could talk about some of the prospect guys I took and why I took them. Uh, so the big thing is uh, for dynasty. Another thing you got to keep in mind is that the shallower your league is the more upside you need from your prospects that you're rostering because you can always fill in um, with a guy who's maybe a higher floor, lower ceiling. If one of the high upside guys doesn't pan out because the player pool is so big. And as you're, you know, as you're rostering less and less guys, you've got more and more of those types to pick from. So you're really looking for the guys that can explode and have huge upside. And the big thing I look for is power. Because home runs and roto count for home runs, but they count for runs and they count for RBIs. So you always, if you lead the league in home runs, you're usually in a really good spot. All right. So um, I took using that kind of philosophy, a bunch of guys that can hit the shit out of the ball, basically. Uh, So the first prospect I took was Byron Laura. Um, He was a Rangers prospect. He's an outfielder. Um, He is still a teenager, but he's like six, Four two forty or something, uh, big dude somehow stole ten bases in the Dominican Summer League last year as well. Um, so he's a very good athlete. He seems to have a pretty good batting eye and approach at the plate too, pitch recognition, um, and he can smash. So I would not be surprised if he had eighty grade raw power from what I've seen. Definitely probably a seventy grade. Um, he's the kind of guy that has forty home run upside, and those are the guys that can maybe win you a league. Um, and then not that he's going to pan out, but you have to take some shots at those type of player profiles. Hmm. So Byron Laura is always, and I always own these type of guys. This is the, 
Joey Gallo, um, or uh, and they don't always work out. Mike Olt, if you remember Mike Olt, <laughs> I do. Um, Astro, who's the Astros guy? John Singleton, if you remember John. Oh my God, Astros. I remember that. So hey, there you go, Anthony. He's got Bagger and Laura. There it is, uh, hey, well, Anthony Fedora. He, he knows who you're talking about. Should be stateside this year. I mean, he's got the physical tools to hit uh, for power at the major league level. So let's just see if he can work on the strikeouts, work on finding Anthony a defensive should, Yes. Anthony should tell us, why did you uh, originally draft Byron Laura? Tell us in the comments, yeah. Anthony. We'd love to hear your reasoning as well. Not just Phil's. We, you guys know a lot about prospects out there. You guys are doing Absolutely. this on the regular. So you know more than you probably think. Yeah. Let us know. Um, All right, so who I else took, uh, in this Rotowire mock draft is a big badass? The the next guy I took is uh, Travis Swaggerty, Swaggy T. Um, <laughs> Travis Swaggerty's a Pirates prospect, and I thought he was good value because he got hurt last year. So he separated his shoulder at like the end of May um, and didn't play um, for the rest of the year. Uh, but Swaggerty's super athletic. He's got um, five-tool kind of potential as a guy um and the knock on him has always been well it seems like uh his power hasn't come yet and so if his power develops he could be a really good player but he doesn't hit for much power yet well if you look at his line at triple a last year he was hitting the snot out of the ball before he got hurt um i think his iso was up around 270 he was doing extremely well in my estimated barrels so like all your dashboard lights are going off for swaggerty and then he gets hurt and everybody forgets about him but he was a first-round selection. Uh, he can steal bags. He's got good defense, so he should play. So that's why I picked Swaggy. Huge upside. Swaggy T. Swaggy T. Jasper also mentions a conundrum between two outfield prospects, H. Perez and R. Hassel. You want to keep both, Hedbert and Hassel, I think. I would maybe put – oh, that's a tough one. Uh, maybe put Hedbert above Hassel – because of the power thing, but I wouldn't be surprised though if Hassel's power develops. That's a toughie. I'd keep both if you can, Jasper. Hedbert Perez and Robert Hassel? Is that Robert? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Robert okay. Hassel the third. Oh, the third. Uh, Excuse Padres. me. Sorry. Yes. Uh, apparently Sorry. the third is a key ingredient for being a good player these days. There was a whole I saw something earlier today about that. Like, you gotta have the third. That's the one who really breaks out. Robert Griffin the third. He was good for a while. Yeah. Example in football. RG three. Anthony Fedora says, the reason I drafted Byron Laura, who Phil just brought up, is for the same reasons Phil said. I loved hearing the Gallo comps. And side note, my Dynasty League has a 25-player minor league system. Thanks for the props, guys. So that's a deeper. Anthony's in a deeper league, I would say. 25 players is pretty – you're getting pretty deep there. So you do have to start digging for guys like Laura. Um, But that's great. Yeah, Gallo – think of Gallo-type power from him easily. He's actually yes. kind of built similar, not you say that too. So, oh, really? Well, a little bit. Yep. Wow. So, okay. Well, hey, was, in Dynasty, in Dynasty, Phil, you got to aim high, Willis. Aim high. You got to aim high. You want to go for the big opportunity. Somebody who can cash in yep. when other people thought that player might be a bust for a certain reason. You can benefit from it. Yep. So, it's kind of like the Jaron Duran thing. You want to keep Jaron Duran deep. It yeah. is deep. I would say so. Yeah. Deep. Are you a Jason Concepcion fan, Anthony Fedora? Because that's what that reminds me of. Deep. Jasper says, speaking of Pirates prospects, thought I heard they had a gem starting pitcher coming up through the vine, but I don't recall a name. Is that true? Or did I not hear that correctly? 
they kind of have a pile of prospects in general, but they do have some nice pitching talent uh, coming up. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, they don't have Shane Baz anymore, <laughs> but he was a Pirates prospect. Um, but uh, ah! the yeah, right. They got uh, Roanzi Contreras from the Yankees, uh, who was excellent last year. I think he can be very good. Uh, so Ranzi, um Quinn Priester was a, a first-round pick, a prep kid out of Illinois that had a nice year last year. Yeah, Quinn Priester, that's who he's thinking of. Uh, Tanaj Thomas is a talented arm, athletic arm talent. Um, they've got uh, – I'm blanking. Who's the guy I want to talk about? Hector Savage. Is that somebody? I just make that up. I'm going to Google it while I've got you guys here. Uh, how about uh, uh, Miguel Yar? Miguel Yar? Yeah, he made the he reached the majors last year. He could Yajure, be I'm an piece. asshole. Brennan Malone. Yeah. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. Traded for him. Brennan Malone from the Mets. I think they got him from the Mets. Um, he's a he's a guy I like. Brennan Malone is a another kind of prep, great arm talent. Um, maybe like him better than Priester. I think he got hurt early on last year, so he didn't pitch a ton. Ooh, he's okay. one to watch. The Pirates have a, actually, if you're a Pirates fan right now, depending on what the hell they do, um, they have a lot. They have a ton of uh, prospect talent right now. Yeah, they got all kinds of pitchers, prospects, hitting prospects. What about uh, mm-hmm. Cody Bolton? Oh, yeah. Um, he was an outsider guy, so he popped up on my outsiders list at some point last year he was hurt for a while too i think i think he was shelved for a bit last year but he was on my watch list ronzi contreras uh, statistical yeah ronzi contreras ronzi that's, that's a sweet name yeah that was the first guy i was talking about yeah i guess carmen Maladzinski. carmen Maladzinski. it's uh majinski <laughs> oh my god i'm an idiot yeah well i don't have any pronunciation guides here i'm just going off the internet without pronunciation a, guides they do matter you can't they do matter you can't you can't kill someone for getting the polish names wrong that's not that's yeah not you know fair. it's funny my stepmom's polish i should do better than that she's been my stepmom for like 30 years so polish country kind of in your are you down river at all <laughs> uh no, i don't live in hamtramck and i don't live down river uh no nothing wrong with down river although down river's always got a lot of shit here in the detroit area and sometimes it was warranted other times a little unfair i think uh we got a minute or so left here we got to get out of here a couple more comments anthony Flores says should i throw away my yeah. riley <laughs> my riley pint cards i spent a couple hundred yes. on them over the years please unretire riley <laughs> he's the there's no such thing as a pitching prospect um which is <laughs> he hit 100 i mean he was a he was you know high octane they he really thought like he was gonna be a top arm sad so, sorry I anthony who this guy is yes was bringing Jasper's up jay Saboris. i don't know you stopped sounds him like uh sounds like a um one of those places where you get a suit uh it was next <laughs> to like a kinko's though you know what i mean it's like not at the mall it's like across the street from the mall it's like next to uh, the kinko's I'm finding Jay a Jay Saboras is an American professional baseball pitcher who played for the Detroit Tigers of the Major what? League Baseball in 2010. Is this who you're thinking of, Jasper? Or is this a new yeah, guy? Because this be. guy would be old. I, I, I'm i not sure. Tints? Yeah. <laughs> there is no such thing as a pitching prospect. That's great. All right. Well, there it is. The Prospects Power Half Hour is in the can. That was a very active show. You guys brought it. Thank you so much. Don't forget that Phil's still doing this Rotowire mock draft, a dynasty mock draft. 
It's still in progress. So if you follow him on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L, he'll keep you updated on it, and you can check in and see yeah. who he likes because he's getting deeper into it now, which I assume means more prospects you'll be adding to the repertoire. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Okay. mundo. Exacto Mundo. That's from Demolition Man, which is a great movie still. Love Demolition Man. All right, that's the, all for us. Oh, Demolition Man? In the future, in the future, all restaurants are Taco Bell. That's right. Except they got rid of that after the fact because there was a, like a license expiration. So it turned <laughs> to me. Pizza Hut. Or Pizza Hut. Yum Foods bought Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. And so now in the only versions I can find that I watched last year, because we did it for the Cinema Nine podcast, which is a movie pod I do, which you can subscribe to on this YouTube world. It was Pizza Hut, not Taco Bell. It really bummed me out because I really was looking forward to that part. So, Or did that only exist in my mind that it was Taco Bell? No, you were right. Yeah, we were right. Man, it sucks. Derek says, thanks, guys. Love the show. Thank you, Derek. Thanks, Great Derek. to see you. Thanks for the, the input. Jasper, as always, great job of participating yeah. in the show. Really, really dug it. And Anthony Forrest says, first timer. I love this show. Anthony. Cool. Thanks for coming on. This is why we do it. Yes. Thank you for coming on. We're always looking to connect with new people. We love our regulars, but there's nothing wrong with bringing new people well, into the fold. Week. It's all about inclusion, right, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. It's the most all fun right. talking about your prospects on your team. So. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. All Cinema 9 rules. Thanks, Derek. All right. Thanks, everybody. You guys are the best. We'll be back next Monday or Tuesday with another Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Until then, Utah, give me two. The power of prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.